Welcome to the Daily Horror Habit Podcast. I'm your host, Jay Krieger, bringing you daily reviews of currently streaming horror movies for your twisted pleasure. Be aware that these reviews may include mild spoilers. And as always, I hope you enjoy. There has always been infighting among genre fans as to the quality of PG-13 horror. Some say that teen-friendly rating waters down the potential of a horror film, while others, myself included, feel that like any other genre, horror should accommodate fans of all ages. PG-13 horror being a key stepping stone to welcoming new fans to a lifelong love of horror. I find myself siding with the latter, as blanket claims of all PG-13 horror movies being lesser experiences at the behest of their rating are categorically untrue. In the last few years, we've seen quality teen entry-level horror movies such as A Quiet Place, Happy Death Day, Lights Out, and 47 Meters Down, proving that quality isn't directly tied to a film's rating. My only caveat with judging a horror film by its rating is when a beloved R-rated film or franchise is rebooted for a younger audience, such as we saw with the disappointing 2019 Black Christmas remake. This is an example of purposefully watering down the horror elements that made the original a classic to make it more approachable for a younger audience. PG-13 horror works best when it is an original work or a fresh adaptation of source material other than a film. This allows the writers and directors to build the experience from the ground up with a specific audience in mind, rather than making concessions after the fact, ultimately casting aside their original ideas. And this year saw a film that capitalizes on its PG-13 rating in the best ways possible, while never feeling as if it was doing a massive disservice to its source material. Director and co-writer Oz Perkins brings the classic Brothers Grimm fairy tale Hansel and Gretel to life with 2020's Gretel and Hansel. The title swapping is an indication that this classic tale is being adapted with more of a focus on Gretel, as Perkins' film ultimately serves as a coming-of-age female tale of witchcraft. Gretel, played by Sophia Lillis, and Hansel, played by Samuel Leakey, tells the tale of sister and brother being cast out into the world at a young age. As their search for shelter grows more desperate, they stumble upon a dwelling of unimaginable luxury. More food than they can ever imagine, warm beds, and the loving motherly embrace of the home's owner, Holda, played by Alice Krieg. But as Gretel and Hansel will quickly come to learn, nothing is given without something taken away. As Holda attempts to teach Gretel to foster her strange powers, Holda's true and terrifying nature begins to rear its wicked head. First and foremost, Perkins' signature highly stylized gothic atmosphere returns with a vengeance. I only just recently watched The Black Coat's Daughter, which admittedly took a while to grow on me, but was a fantastic display of his ability to craft brooding atmosphere. That atmosphere is applied to Gretel and Hansel, and it's thick and apparent from the opening shots of the film, and is ever-present throughout it. There's always the sense of impending danger lurking around every luscious but suffocatingly dense woodland shot. Many have referred to this film as Art House, a description that I can't argue with, but one that I would use as a compliment rather than a snub against it. Each and every frame has a velvety dreamlike texture to it, which makes the viewer feel as if they are within the pages of a fairy tale. It's a very subtle aesthetic touch that captivated me to a degree that heightened my overall impression and enjoyment of the film. Given the supernatural nature of Gretel and Hansel, Perkins expounds on his unique sense of style in wonderfully dark fashion. Much of the film focuses on Gretel having visions or seeing things as a result of her supernatural powers growing in strength. She begins noticing oddities within the woods, or within Holda's home itself. It's important to note that for as atmospheric and creepy as the film is, I was never really scared. That being said, I don't find that the film's purpose was to scare the audience. Jaw-dropping scares would largely do away with the dark fantasy fairy tale elements of the film. Not to harp too much on the ratings again, but I find that this is exactly the type of film that would entice PG-13 audiences to become invested within the horror genre. 
Gretel and Hansel is just creepy enough that it scratches that itch, presenting disturbing subject matter in an artistic and spooky fashion. There are enough dreamlike instances of Gretel having unexplainable visions or learning disturbing character truths that 13-year-old me would have been eager to see what else the genre had to offer. It helps that Perkins has two stellar actresses leading this dark fairy tale adaptation. Horror alum Sophia Lillis continues to show that she is capable of leading both series and films of a dark nature. Her character arc of being cast out into the unwelcoming outside world and caring for her brother only to be inundated with a new reality, as it pertains to her abilities, is a coming-of-age nightmare. Sure, the film's approach to witchcraft is fairly typical with the old conundrum of will she use her powers for good or evil, but it provides enough structure for Perkins' trippy visuals that it served its purpose well enough. And then there's Alice Krieg as the manipulative witch Holda, who continually concocts ways of influencing Gretel against her own self-interests. Deceptively sweet and steadfast in an unwavering dedication to manipulating both children for her own personal gain caused me to hang on to her every word. Attempting to decipher the hidden meaning within her veil of motherly guidance of the children, it's refreshing to see a female-focused coming-of-age film fueled by equally strong female leads rather than the common mistake some directors make of flanking them with overbearing male performances. It very much justifies the title swap from Hansel and Gretel to Gretel and Hansel, as Gretel's tale is front and center, Perkins never allowing you to forget it. This is definitely a film that some will walk away from wanting more in terms of scares and dramatic set pieces, but to go in expecting these things would be misguided. This is very much a small-scale film in every regard, from its cast, to its mostly spooky singular setting, to its limited spooky moments. It opts instead to present a refined, visually stimulating dark fantasy story fueled by two strong female leads. It's creepy and atmospheric, capturing the essence of a fairy tale. And while it never reaches the graphic lengths older horror fans undoubtedly want, it is a perfect introductory horror film for PG-13 audiences, and for all horror fans alike. If you're a fan of Alice in Wonderland and dark fairy tales in general, I would recommend this to you. And that'll do it for another episode of Daily Horror Habit. I'll see you guys tomorrow for another Daily Horror Movie Review. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Daily Horror Habit podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to Daily Horror Habit on your preferred streaming service and follow at Daily Horror Habit on Instagram or at Daily Horror Pod on Twitter.